DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Jay Stevens, host of Locked On Buckeyes. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? We're doing well. Uh, we, of course, uh, everyone got the news. Ohio State is going to be missing two wide receivers, an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, starters, impact guys. How, uh, how surprised were people that it came this late? Usually this news comes pretty quickly after the bowl uh, pairings are announced. When I didn't hear anything for about a week, I thought, well, maybe it's the Rose Bowl, so everybody's going to play. And now it turns out in the final week leading up to the Rose Bowl, everybody isn't going to play. How surprised or how off guard did this catch uh, the Buckeyes? So, as regards to the timetable about when it came out, Ryan Day and the team has been very tight with player availability all year long. So, I'm not really surprised it came out the week of the game. That part didn't surprise me. It just followed the track record and timetable that Ryan Day has utilized all season as far as who's going to play, if they can play, when they can play. Well, announced it at the very last minute. The one thing that did surprise me was Chris Olave opting out, and here's why. Last week there were some Ohio State beat writers that were talking on a podcast, and they said they had already heard rumblings internally that Haskell Garrett, Nicholas Petit-Frere, and then Garrett Wilson were going to opt out, but nothing was official yet. There were just things that they had heard based off people they had talked to. Chris Olave was in a video on Twitter practicing last week. He was even seen in a psychic uniform on Monday, shortly before the announcement came out, that he was going to be opting out of the Rose Bowl. And so that's the biggest surprise. Last week when I heard the three possible names that would, that would possibly opt out, Garrett Wilson didn't surprise me. The left tackle didn't surprise me. Haskell Garrett was up in the air, but I thought he was going to play. But Alave being in practice uniform, even the day that he had opt, decided to opt out, that one surprised me the most. Statistically, you look at the numbers and they've got three eye-popping receivers that jump out at you. Obviously, not two of them are going to be gone in Wilson and Alave. And Alave had 936 yards, so he was the third highest in terms of receiving yards. And then there's a 700-yard drop-off between him and the next player, so the fourth leading receiver then, who is the running back, Henderson. My thought for you is how will they compensate for the loss of these two individuals with Wilson and Olave. Uh, Henderson is a pretty good running back. Uh, do they run the ball more? Do they throw the ball out of the backfield more to him? Or do some other guys that we don't know about step up and replace these guys and so the offense doesn't change that much? I think it'll be a mixture of the two. Ryan Day's been very pass-heavy uh, this season, even when it's with the scripted plays early in the game, first 10 to 15 plays that are scripted. You can tell He's trying to get the ball moving through the air very quickly. Run is second. I think we're going to see more of a mixture um, of in the run game and pass, not so much pass heavy the entire time. You mentioned Travion Henderson. I think we'll see a lot more a mixture of splitting the carries between Henderson and Mayan Williams, the backup running back. I think we'll see those two guys split carries in this game. There are some receivers that will be able to play that really haven't played much this year due to Olave Wilson being out. But I don't think Ryan Day is going to – be as pass-heavy as he has been all year. 
because these guys haven't got the run, haven't got the clock that the other two guys have gotten all year. And so he's kind of you're gonna have to kind of play the strong hand. Is, is it going to be Henderson running the ball? Is it going to be Brian Williams running the ball, mixing in some of the younger receivers? Is Jeremy Ruckers going to be featured more in this game? A player that I think can be, but has not been this year, really throughout his entirety of his career at Ohio State. So I think we're going to see more of a mixture, more of a balanced attack from Ohio State, not so pass-heavy with Wilson and Olave not playing in the game. So there's a couple things to assess that make bowl games different than the regular season games. One is the opt-outs and the level of talent that's present. And then the second is the motivation level. And certainly, Ute fans uh, got sick of hearing that Alabama didn't want to be there after the 2008 season, 2009 Sugar Bowl game. Does Ohio State want to be there? Absolutely. I know there may be a narrative out there from people, I see stuff on Twitter, that the players don't want to be there or it's just a meaningless bowl game. I wouldn't go that far. I think the players do want to be there. I think they've been working all between the last game of the season for Ohio State, the ugly loss to Michigan, and then this game now. I, think they, I do believe they want to be there. I do believe they're going to bring their best game. And I do believe that Ryan Day is preparing this team in the way that he is not taking this team, this Utah team lightly, or taking this moment lightly, being at the Rose Bowl. It's not called the granddaddy of them all for no reason. It's not on New Year's Day for no reason. The time slot is not solidified for no reason. All these things go into what the Rose Bowl is. And I think because it is the Rose Bowl, it adds an added level of motivation for those players that are going to be playing on New Year's Day. One of the things that's scary about the Ohio States and the Alabamas of the world is years ago it seemed like you know they were so heavily oriented towards the run and the quarterback was the proverbial game manager. But now these two programs who are as elite as they can get, they're, they're putting in NFL quarterbacks, and it's become basically an assembly line of NFL quarterbacks. It's like whoever the starter is, it's presumed that he's going to be a high draft pick, probably a first-rounder, and we've seen that with the Buckeye program here in recent years. My thought for you is just Shroud, you look at him, you know, basically getting in there to start, and it's looking like he's having a really good season. Just how good is he? He is really good. He has blown me away after coming off. As he missed the Akron game earlier in the year. He got injured in fall camp and injured in the B. Well, right, I believe the Minnesota game, game number one, he, had, he got injured in that game. So he was nursing a couple injuries, missed the game, and then his growth throughout the season, his ability pre-snap to post-snap, being able to acknowledge what the defense is doing and then attack the weakness that the defense has on that particular play, the intangibles that he has, and then his ability to anticipate throws in a way that even at times as we marvel at Justin Fields, the quarterback that he was at Ohio State, Stroud has shown me a level of anticipation that we rarely saw from Justin Fields. And that's the biggest thing to me that I've seen. He is his timing, his anticipation – and we've even seen him be very poised at times when a lot of quarterbacks would be rattled. I am very blown away by his play this year, and I'm excited to see what he does Saturday against a really good Utah football team. Ohio State only lost two games all year. They gave up 269 yards rushing and lost to Oregon. They gave up 297 and lost to Michigan. Can Utah run the ball, keep that high-powered offense on the sideline where they can't do any damage, and pull off the upset? You said, can they? All right, will they? (laughs) 
<laughs> if you want to use can they as a dodge. But you know what I'm getting at. So, yes. So I'm going to be – let's a little bit deeper into the opt-out. Because I didn't hit on one guy that I think may be forgotten by a lot of people. You're going to harp on a lobby at Wilson and even the left tackle. Left tackle, very important. But losing Haskell Garrett on that defense is huge. And I've been going back and forth about this for a while. Ohio State's rotated a lot of guys on defense, been very confusing. But also you want to have guys that were playing more than maybe people thought they should or would that are going to, are going to get a lot of playing time in this game. Losing Haskell Garrett, three-tech defensive tackle, is huge. You leave the team in sacks and TFLs, tackles for loss. And so I do know the rushing attack. I do know what we, the last time we saw Ohio State play a football game, they got gashed, they got embarrassed, they got called soft, and the best linebacker in Ohio State acknowledged that they were soft in that game. I called them soft. People I know called them soft. They were soft. With a lot of time in between Ohio State playing it against Michigan and then now, I almost forgot that this is not a new season. This is the same team. And Ohio State's been soft all year. Do I think they'll play tougher than they did against Michigan? Yes. But my fear is the rushing attack that you mentioned is going to be enough to pull off the upset. I am still up in the air on this, but as I'm talking it out, losing Haskell Garrett is big. I don't know what to expect in these linebackers or how, what linebackers are going to play. Ohio State's played too many guys at times. Um, I am leaning more towards the upset, and it pains me to say that. That physical team Utah has and Ohio State. That the last time I saw them play, Ohio State was not the Ohio State team that I expected to see in Ann Arbor. And my fear and my gut telling me we're, going, we're possibly, probably going to see more of that team on Saturday. Utah's athletic director came on our station a week or so ago and said that uh, wouldn't be surprised if saw 60,000 people that are Ute fans in the Rose Bowl. And I think I saw that Ohio State returned some tickets. Uh, how many Ohio State fans do you think are going to be there? Man, I'm probably thinking it could be 60-40 Utah fans. It could be 70-30 Utah fans. The big thing, Ohio State returned 7,000 of their 20,000 allotment that they got. And that was at first alarming. But when you add in ticket prices, um, the cost of flying to Pasadena, the cost of hotels and food and a car once you get there, and then even the uncertainty about playing the game, going from Ohio or wherever you are in the country to California, there's been so many bowl games canceled that I'm sure a lot of people – are really wondering, is the game going to be played? Because we're seeing bowl games canceled left and right. Um, so, yeah, it could be 60-40. It could be set. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 70-30, to be honest with you, uh, just based off the amount of money that people are going to be spending just to go to that game in the time period we're living in right now. Um, yeah, the, the, the Utah fans could well be loud. Um, it, they'll probably dominate them. And I'm curious to see how loud it is at kickoff um, as far as who dominates the, the the sound, is it more Utah fans or Ohio State fans? 70-30, I wouldn't be surprised if the split is that way for each, for each fan base. Yeah, they wear the same color, so at least the stands won't look too embarrassing, right? It's not like I when Iowa was there true. with the black and gold. You know exactly who's Iowa and who isn't. So th- this will be a little this different. True. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate the time, Jay. Thanks for coming on and talking Rose Bowl with us. 
Yeah, no problem, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on. Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes, joining us. And Josh Newman, you beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, will join us at 9.05 right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.